welcome to the Macaw Family Podcast. I am Stephanie, here with... Mom! My mom! Here I am. Here she is. <laughs> so, heads up, I had a medical gummy, so we're just going to see how this goes. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Today we have a bit of an unusual case. I posted a few hints on Facebook the Macaw Family Podcast. Don't forget to go like and follow us there. And also on Instagram, um, that's Macaw Family. Go like and follow us there if you have that. Nobody got the hint, but to be fair, nobody commented either. So. Oh, I, well, <laughs> you told me, so I already knew. She knows. It's okay. We're it's like still small. We're growing, though, in listeners, so that's exciting. Today marks our 19th episode. Wow. And we have over, I think it was last time I checked, 790 downloads of episodes. Now, woo, I can't wait to get to 1,000. I have five at home all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I have 19 of them. Um, so for a small indie podcast coming from a small main town, I'm pretty impressed. We're still working on it. So getting there. We're getting there. We're working our butts off behind the scenes to get our name out there. I have big plans, but everything's in due time as usual. And it's all thanks to you guys, our listeners and supporters. It means the world to us. Um, So some housekeeping. Fist bump. Fist bump. (laughs) Some housekeeping I want to get out of the way before we dive into this weird episode. Um, On the way, as we're speaking... We have some business cards and stickers coming with our new logo. I hope everybody got to see it. I showed you. Oh, yeah. Love it. I saw it. I saw it. Um, She did a great job. This was designed by my amazing sister-in-law, Katie. I hope you love it all as much as I do. When she sent me the template, I literally, I told you, I was speechless. Yeah. I I was just totally blown away. She did amazing work, and as I'm writing the script, this was the other day. She was going through the website, and I told you this, too. Yep. Fixing it up for me, doing everything like that, because she's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's something. If somebody does it every day, hey. I know. She you she know? knows what she's doing. She she messaged me. She's like, don't... Well, hello! <laughs> she's like, don't think this is weird. And say no if you want. And I'm like, no, be my guest. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. It's, yeah. it's nice to have help with Nathan, you know... Nathan picked out this case. You helping me with, you know, telling the stories. (laughs) Telling the stories. It's it's nice to have a little bit of help. Um, If anybody would like a business card or sticker send to you, um, send me an email at macabfamilypod at gmail.com and I'll send something your way. We also have a contest coming to Facebook on Monday. So I'll be posting the contest on Facebook only, so make sure to like and follow the page before then, and keep your eyes peeled. So I think that's all the, yeah. everything I had to say. I you, can't wait to put on my crook. What, a sticker? Mm-hmm. They're tiny. That's okay. They're, um, so. I have tiny, that's all I have on my truck is a little tiny sticker. Oh, it's, so it's an envelope sticker. Oh, that's right. It's little, little, little. <laughs> She, she goes, when I was talking to her, she's like, magnets are actually, like, car magnets are cheaper than a set of stickers. Oh, my God. Stickers are expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just thinking of your truck. Let me see. Uh, people come closer to look <laughs> Yeah, they're little envelope stickers, like the stuff you use to seal an envelope. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're small, but it's just... I remember just... you telling me this, too. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Mom had a gummy, too. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. You have anything else you want to add? Nope. Okay. I'll get, I'll get you a big sticker for your <laughs> All right. On to the story. Like I said, this one's odd. Um, and I don't think if I could give you all day, if I didn't tell you, I don't think you would have guessed it. No. 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 Never even heard. When I was researching it, I was Googling, because I like to go listen to other podcasts, see mm-hmm. how they took the case, stuff like that. Yep. Anybody? Um, I think there was a couple. Yeah. And the guy I'm researching for next yep. week, who's a serial killer out of Connecticut, I found one, one yeah. podcast on him. and That was it? Yeah. Of him? or No, the, this, the, the one I'm researching. Yeah, researching. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what, they overdo a lot of them. That's what know, I mean. That's why... I don't know how many, how many I've heard that I've like heard before. Ted Bundy, I won't even. Yeah. It's just even... No interest in it. It's like, there's there's a lot, though. Yeah. That I keeps, mean, a they, lot more than that, that I, I... The podcasts I listen to have repeated on different podcasts. The same story. Oh, yeah. And actually, there's been a podcast I got in trouble for verbatim just stealing from another podcast basically just writing down what they wrote yep and repeating it yep but you I, did not me oh somebody no. did yeah somebody oh. did no. <laughs> i was gonna say i'm not gonna play that. you see all this stuff <laughs> i, I see that and i was like what is she bitching about all this <laughs> <No. long then? laughs> yeah what is she doing <laughs> all right all right okay we will to be the story yeah to the story mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about the Hammersmith ghost murder. Don't you love how he just sits there? He just loves it. He loves his mummy. I know. If it, for everybody strange. wondering, I don't know if you could hear it earlier, Sirius came into our little office, yes. yelled at me and my mom, and now is finding a spot to stare at us. <laughs> so, now I know what you all are thinking. How the heck can you murder a ghost? Well, spoiler, you cannot. So... Let's just get into it, and you'll understand. I even try. Well, uh-huh. we're going to go back in our Wayback Machine and head back to Hammersmith, England in 1803. So there. That would yep. be why. 1800s. <laughs> During this time, superstitions were all over the place. Ghosts, evil spirits, witches, you name it. If it's spooky, they believed in it and were scared of it. Hammersmith, England now is a district of West London. But back in the 1800s, Hammersmith was the line between the village or the fours, more or less. Like, the there was a village, London was over here. I think it was, like, eight miles away from Buckingham Palace. Yep. It's Basically, it's the line between people and what they're, you know, the woods. Like yeah. That was, yeah, the town, like a, the town was the, okay, the line. We'll, we'll put it as the... No. <laughs> These are all brand new villages, like freshly built houses. Like but I, suburbs. This is, yeah, kind of, like it was a suburb. It, this was the last line before you got into the forest. Right. Basically, yeah. yeah. So it's like, when, there's not too many people out there. No, it was it's a small, quiet, it's a small, small town, town, yeah. November 1803, the town of Hammersmith was being haunted by a figure or figures, hint, yep. in white. The first person we meet that had an encounter with the ghost was Thomas room and he was called to testify this fact at the old bailey have you ever heard of the old bailey no it's a courthouse oh yeah yeah was the, the courthouse yeah yeah the courthouse there it's actually still stands i talk about it later but yeah. it's still still standing what's it called lions hmm? the pub 
I mean, oh. I know that's, but isn't that where they held it at the pub? No, no, this was, no, oh, they brought his body to a pub. Yeah, spoiler no, alert. <laughs> no, Old Bailey is like the the courthouse where you they heard all the cases, okay. like judges and everything. A courthouse that, huh, here we go, built in 1674. <laughs> I should have just looked ahead. <laughs> and still stands today. It has been remodeled a few times in there, here and there, but generally it still sits where it's been since 1674. The reason why Thomas had to testify to what happened to him, we'll get to, but his testimony doesn't give any spoilers, so we're going to read that. You're green. Okay. I, hold on, i got to find my... There we go. You're green. So we're going to read his testimony. He uh, was being questioned by Mr. Gurney. I'll read the response, and I'll have my mom read the questions. Are you a servant to Mr. Burgers? A brewer at no. Hammersmith? Yes. Have you heard anything of this appearance of a ghost? Yes, I heard great talk of it. Was it your misfortune to be hurt by it? Yes, I was going through the churchyard between 8 and 9 o'clock with my jacket under my arm and my hands in my pocket when some person came from behind a tombstone, which there are four square in the yard behind me, and caught me fast by the throat with both hands and held me fast. My fellow servant, who was going on before... Her, hearing me scuffling, asked what was the matter. Then whatever it was gave me a twist round, and I saw nothing. I gave a bit of a push out with my fist and felt something soft like a great coat. So they think they saw an apparition. Oh, he was assaulted. I know. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, he was just... <laughs> he thinks he was assaulted by an apparition, though, because he... Well, he went into... He person. said... Well, even he says he felt when he... He uh, felt something. Yeah, when he punched whatever it was. Right. Next, we have a wagon driver of eight horses carrying a carriage of 16 passengers. When he saw the quote-unquote ghost, he became so frightened that he dropped the reins, jumped off the carriage, and took off running away on foot, <laughs> leaving eight horses and 16 passengers to be perplexed. You, so, couldn't, run, you couldn't run away fast enough with the eight horses? In some places, I heard that because of this... Being so scared, him, him leaving the horses, they got spooked, people got hurt, but in other places it only says he ran away like a madman in fright. And I like that version better. Yeah. I don't I don't like the version where people on her horses get hurt, but I right. can, but I'm crack up because you can picture just, it. I just this guy running. Just, just running away. Like yeah, just in a, the in a top hat and everything, like because back then the carriage guys had to be dressed real nice. Mm -hmm. Just running. Just That's running. Eight horses though. Eight. Eight. That's a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then you think he's running away from basically a guy in a in a <laughs> sheet with eye holes like a boo ghost. <laughs> and also, so I watch this um, show called BuzzFeed Unsolved, and they do yep. it, and they talk about boo ghosts. One, they do true crime and supernatural. One believes in ghosts, one does not. <laughs> so it's funny they get into it, but a pair. Yeah, they say a boo ghost is somebody that in a sheet that just jumps out and is like boo. <laughs> so that's what I picture is just a guy like Running in a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> so we seem to scare them back then. Um, I'll link. I'll put a link to the show in the show notes for everybody because it's a pretty good episode. Nathan watched it with me. But yeah, so basically a guy jumping out in a <laughs> sheet, being like boo. So if you can imagine a guy like I said in a white tablecloth jumping out from the church courtyard. At a, at a carriage full of people. Yeah. What's so. going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to the next story, which is not funny. 
An unknown pregnant woman was walking near the churchyard around 10 p.m. I couldn't find her name. I don't know anything about her. Suddenly, a quote-unquote ghost appeared from behind some tombstones. She ran away, but the ghost caught up with her, pressed her body until she fainted. She was found a few hours later by a neighbor. They woke her up and brought her home. They said a few days later she passed away. Yeah. So, why? Why is a guy covering his face and pretending to be a ghost and then finding a woman? And I guess, I didn't put it in here, but it was a another younger woman and an elderly woman that this ghost, like, touched. And so she had the, an old woman. She ended up dying a few days later, same as Yeah, like, woman. I think it was three people that died. Right. This is the only but one, like, that I was, could find definite in all places I looked at. Yeah. If I can't find, if I don't see the information yeah. more it's, than just a couple places, like every place I look, then I'm not going to put it in right. it because I'm not sure. But I, I think... here though, the pregnant women and the old lady different times were attacked and they both died um, later of unknown causes. Yeah, probably being scared to death. If, yeah, that's what they were thinking. But, so there's got this one ghost that goes after Thomas... And these ladies and his... Uh, they pro- he probably sexually... If she passed out for a couple hours, she, he sexually... And back then, sexual assault probably wasn't a thing. No. You could... probably choked him out. I learned this out. in a movie. Do you know why... What is it? Um, rule of thumb. Do you know why, what that is? The rule of thumb? Yeah. I could speculate, but go ahead. Something gross. Nothing gross. <laughs> um, back in the day, yeah, men, uh, husbands were allowed to beat their wives right. as long as the, what they were beating them with was no wider or thicker than their the, thumb. Um, ooh, yes, I learned that from a movie, Boondock Saints. So, so it's true. <laughs> oh, I'm assuming it sounds right. I mean, it sounds probably right. You, <laughs> you can beat your kid as long as you don't bruise them. I remember. <laughs> Like with hit him in the hairline, people. Hit him in the hairline. Hit him with a bag of <laughs> bag of oranges in a pillowcase. <laughs> so it's like I said. I think I said earlier the town was being hunted haunted by a figure in white, but or figures, and I think it's more than one person. It's just they're assaulting people and wearing it a uh, tablecloth or whatever to yep. mask their identity. Yeah, so nobody and, can. Yeah. Back in, to be a ghost. Yeah, but back in the day, they everything scared the shit out of them because they were so religious. Everything is the devil. You know what I mean? You can guess your baby's sex. You're the you're a witch. Let's burn you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, that was so easy. So let's get let's in. Drop root. Yeah, exactly. Let's get into what this ghost looked like. So once we finish, I gotta leave it alone. With that, we will get into the meat and the potatoes of why we're here. Some people witness the ghost. In a large white shroud. So a white shroud, I'm assuming like a tablecloth, right? Um, yeah. I, Is that I, a I'm thinking, blanket state? Blanket, big, a blanket term Some for a big type. Yeah. I'm type thinking thing. like something chiffon y. Like, yeah. Like a, like, I'm thinking like a lace tablecloth. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Others said the ghost was very tall, dressed in all white. What else do they have back then? Uh, that you Burlap know that bags. Uh, that's what I mean. Like, but and you see like old timey shows set in the old time, like Downton Abbey and stuff, and they have these beautiful dresses in different colors. But those rich people. Yeah. Um, the other there were others though that claimed the ghost wore a calfskin garment with horns, cloved feet, and large glass eyes, 
and I was listening to, I don't remember the name of the podcast, and now I feel bad. They were talking about it. One of them sounds like she's Russian or Slavic, or mm-hmm. she has an accent, and the other one's American, and they um, did this case, I heard, of, and they t- said, with this description of the ghost, it sounds like Krampus. You know what, you've heard of Krampus, right? Yes. I'm sure with yes. Kirsten. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Krampus, it, if it's you... Like a, it's like a ram with like a man, half man body or something. I don't know. Krampus actually um, goes way back. Yeah. Um, is like, kind of, of like a legend. Of body. body no. of a man. No. You're thinking of Baphomet, I think. Am I? Krampus is, um, worked with Santa Claus or Saint... Oh. Whatever the saint is for that. He, Nick. when Santa... Oh, yeah. St. <laughs> Nicholas. So when he would work, he works with Santa Claus for, like, this is for, like, Russian, it's Russian lore, German, like, it okay. goes that way. Yeah. Um, he works with Santa Claus when Santa Claus rewards good children with apples and dried fruit. Yeah, like, whatever yeah, that was good, back then. He's the good guy. Krampus punished um, the bad children with birch rods. Oh, okay. So he beat bad kids. It was basically it's like calling like, a like the boogeyman. No, like the boogeyman where you t- or like you know the they got Native American mess to get people so they don't go somewhere. Right. It starts out like this, like it's Krampus you, was. Yeah. You tell your kid, oh, if you're not good, Krampus is gonna get just you. Like, well, just like we do with Santa Claus. Or I'm not gonna give you Krampus. The devil. Krampus. So like the satanic temple. Yep. They are atheists. They yeah. don't believe in it at all, but they use the term Satan. Because it's kind of like a joke. Like, everybody thinks Satan's so bad. And this is, to them, is a mythical thing. All right, we're going to go now. So, yeah, like I said, they were basically, what they were seeing was a rendition of Krampus. Or, like you said, the devil. The devil. Horns. And this is, I think, people freaking themselves out. Like, you know, when when I'm out here at night, sounds I hear outside during the day... Doesn't bother me, but at night, when I'm out here all alone, he's asleep on my lap, and we both hear something, and he looks up, I'm like, nope, done. <laughs> Time for bed. Because it's dark, you don't, you know what I mean? You're... There are different things out there at nights, but Pooh out there looking for the coyotes. He was up and down the driveway the other night looking for them. It's not coyotes. There is it. It's owls. They're, they're oh. made, there's mating owls. And I know they've been mating. Maybe I'll have to bring that up to I've already, so. he was throwing rocks because he thought it was a coyote no, one day. No, this was like the other, the other night, night before last, he came up to the house oh. and he even shined the light. I didn't see him. I was already sleeping. Yeah. Go, what time was that? He said 930, but he's like a night owl. He He's out when I get home. All the time. But Nothing the owls do that when they get They're going. They're loud. They've been loud. Yeah, they sound just like it. Okay, anyway. Okay, we are in the <laughs> I'm doing a free trial to see right. if I like it. And it, it goes four, three, and I keep forgetting <laughs> to one, and then it starts recording. Okay, anyways. Recording now. So, yes. Um, either way, the most likely sighting was a tall figure in white. There were stories that this ghost could be that of a man who committed suicide a year before by slitting his own throat. Oh, my God. That, I don't see. I don't no. how he died. I knew it was suicide. Oh, he's slitting his own throat. How do you, how do, you nope. do that? I, nope. 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 I, I can't. Ooh, nope. Just no. I remember 
Being a kid, and when I fell down the tree, oh, and I had no. that huge scar, oh, I can't. I can't yeah. look at. I can't even look at my own cuts. Mm. You don't they, remember the one on your arm that oh, would have gotten me. I when I went to the hospital for my back, the lady thought it was a cyst. She goes, "Oh, is that a cyst?" I go, "Oh no, it's no, a, a scar that somebody yeah. put on my arm because he didn't know <laughs> how to sew me up." Apparently, okay. okay. Anyways, I I don't know how you, I just like people that slit their wrists. That's true. That's that's no. gross. I would never. Thought when you cut yourself or whatever, mm-hmm. the feel of the knife. Ugh. Ugh. I just got the chill. He was buried at the Hammersmith Churchyard. So, did you know this? You did you read it? Like, I I read um, just quite about a few, him committing suicide and stuff. No, because oh, it only it only get, a couple of times I read it. He was um, died of suicide. Yeah. He gets this kid. He's buried in the church cemetery. So back then, I don't know if it's still that way now. I know there's like a lore if you commit suicide if it's a super religious cemetery you can't. They, I think you can't because you committed suicide. <laughs> so um, if. A suicide victim was buried in consecrated ground, so in the churchyard, there, um, they couldn't be at rest. Correct. But, but I don't understand that. So they're saying that put it, giving the, putting them in holy ground makes their soul uneasy, even though the only thing they wanted to do was, I'm just confused is by it. Um, yeah, but I don't understand why they don't accept suicide inside the church. The church does weird stuff. I know. Well, just, there are certain things, but... There's... It's just... That's what Christians are, though. They pick and... And it's every religion. Exactly. They pick and choose from what... There's no... I. That's why I like the older religion. I don't, you know... The Orthodox that started from day one. <laughs> I, I... So... Okay, we're going... Go ahead. We're going somewhere else. Now we're talking political. So, I read the Satanic Temple. Okay. I've been reading a lot about them just because uh, they're suing the state of Texas right now. Because yeah. they're saying it's against religious rights to take away the woman's freedom to choose, blah, blah, blah. So I read they have seven tenets, kind of like the Ten Commandments, but okay. it's the seven things that how they feel. Mm-hmm. And they, and I read them to the boys. I'm like, I'm going to read you something. And Nathan's like, oh, if this is Scientology, I don't want to hear about it. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> so I read the seven principles of the Satanic Temple. Right. And Mikhail's like, oh, that sounds really cool. It's just about being, like, believing in science Believing mm-hmm. that it has it you really for, doesn't have anything to do with it's the devil nothing, at all. It's nothing. Well, no, absolutely, they're atheists. They don't believe right. in it. That's it's, that's it. They it's believe just... in religious freedom, so mm-hmm. they believe in they. There's a documentary on um, Hulu called Hail Satan. They sued the church, uh, the t- town, or someplace in I don't know if it's Alabama, Arkansas, like down south, right. because they had the Ten Commandments on city property. Okay. And they said, if you're gonna have that, then we want this. It's a religious thing. Religious and government... It's a government. It was a government building. Okay. Religion and government shouldn't be mixed. So they said, if you're going to do that, we want our religious... Beliefs over ...statue here, here too. Right. It was an eight-foot statue of what? Baphomet, which is the... The, the goat guy. thing, yeah. <laughs> and they, they did not want that. They're like, no, no, no. Then they're like, well, we won't sue you if you take the Ten Commandment thing down. If you either let every religion have some, mm-hmm. their place there or not at all. Right. So they take it down? I don't remember. Oh. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I think they I think they ended up making them take the Ten Commandment thing down. But, I mean, it's right. There shouldn't be religion in school or in politics, period. 
Politics shouldn't be as clean. But I don't understand. They say freedom of... um, Religious freedom. Religious freedom, but it shouldn't be here. It shouldn't be there. It's still freedom of the... But that's different. You're free to choose what religion you want to be in, but you you are also free, as in your freedom of speech, to not have to listen to people talk about their religion. Just oh, like if you politics. exactly that's why free that's why I put on headphones. <laughs> so I okay. So back then, suicide was illegal, and if you survived, you'd actually go to jail. Oh I, my, oh my word! Suicide. I thought it was illegal for a. It's uh, recently. Isn't that funny? Because you coherently. Well, yeah. Okay. You there's you can't assist people in suicide. You can. They can commit suicide, but you can't. There's no such thing as a well, Kevorkian. Uh, yeah. Assisted yeah, 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 suicide. Yeah. <laughs> By now, the citizens were afraid. A lot of them avoided going out once darkness hit, and they avoided the areas where the ghosts were mostly spotted. Men around the town started to set up armed patrols. During one of these armed patrols on December 29th, William Girdler neighborhood watch was the. Uh, night watchman at the time he saw the ghost <coughs> while near Beaver Lane he ran after it as he was catching up to the ghost the ghost threw its shr- shroud off and managed to escape so a guy in a sheet was running he, running away yes so he threw a sheet off and got to run faster yeah so and this, they still haven't figured it out yet no. they still the, don't believe it well this is December 29th so the end of December this is when I think the po- people started thinking this is not an actual ghost. It's just a man in a white sheet. Yeah. That didn't stop the fear, though. This was the 1800s, so... Yeah. Just because was... a ghost threw off what made him ghostly and ran away doesn't mean he wasn't an actual ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Since there wasn't an organized police force, they kept up with the armed patrols. One of these citizens was 29-year-old Francis Smith. Now, to get ready for his armed patrol, Francis Smith spent time in the pub beforehand. Kicking back on the ale. Right. Which I'm sure more than just Francis did. I'm sure they all were to the pub before. I mean, yeah. you, you had open containers in cars, I remember growing up. Oh my God, stop it. But seriously, you can have one open. <laughs> so yeah, I think they could just, you know, go get shit-faced and carry, and carry a gun. <laughs> At 10.30 p.m. on January 3rd, 1804, so this is not that far away from when William ran into this guy in the sheet. Yeah. Um, William Girdler met up with Francis Smith on the corner of Beaver Lane while he was making his rounds. Smith was armed with a shotgun and told Girdler he was going to meet up with him once. Sorry. Girdler told Smith that he was going to meet up with him once uh, Girdler called the hour at 11 p.m. I don't understand. Called the hour? It's the way they used to talk. So when the hour called at 11. No, he would call the hour. He would yell, it's 11 o'clock. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. Because when I read that, too, I'm like, okay, he must mean no. the no, call I, of the hour. No, he, he had to go and call the hour. At 11. Till for a cer- the town. Yes, for the town. <laughs> it's like ringing the church bell. So, um, Girdler and Smith were meant to meet up, and they were going to try to take the ghost if possible. Before they went uh, their separate ways, they agreed on kind of a call-out system. Since it was so dark, you could barely see across the street. Yeah. They said when they would approach each other, they would call it friend, and then the other would say advance friend. I mean, it worked, I guess, if other people knew about it. (laughs) (laughs) It was just them, too. It's supposed to friend. Friend. Advance my friend. 
So then they went their separate ways. Now let us backtrack a bit because this was 1030, remind you. Yep. Just a little after 10 o'clock this same night, 32-year-old bricklayer named Thomas Millwood went over to his parents' Hammersmith home. He was wearing his work clothes, which (laughs) once we get into that, you'll begin to understand. They are linen trousers, entirely white. They're washed very clean. A waistcoat of flannel, apparently new and very white as well, and a white apron he wore around his waist. So the, some sort of making some sort of guy I know. He I was clothing of a bricklayer. Yes. I heard plaster, but uh, the transcript for the court says bricklayer. Brick, just yeah. because of the time. What the fuck? So everything white. So no, your wife doesn't have enough to do in eighteen hundreds. Let's make well, her wash her white shit. Bricklayer. Don't they usually have to hammer them out? Oh, I don't. I thought he was like laying bricks. Like you know, I imagine I like. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Whatever. I'll have to look that one up. So this is it. Um, Once he got to his parents' house, he sat with his sister while his parents went to bed. When they heard the call of the hour at 11 p.m., like, that's in the thing. There we go. So, yes, there's a guy yelling (laughs) in the middle of town. It's It's 11. It would be even funny if he was like, ding, ding. Was it just because nobody had a clock? I guess. I don't fucking know. All they had to do was wait for the rooster at 3.30. Why does it matter? But, I mean, I guess for... For our court documents, it's helpful. Yeah, you need to know this stuff. Thomas left to go home and meet his wife. He got up, shut the door behind him, and he got up and watched him walk down Black Lion Lane. And now this is where these two men meet, which would be Francis Smith and Thomas Millwood. Within seconds of Thomas leaving his parents' home, he was killed. Anne heard a man's voice shout, Damn you. Who are you? What do you want? I'll shoot you if you don't speak. And this was followed by a gunshot. Now, this is where stories will differ. Anne's um, trials, transcripts, and what Francis Smith say are two different things. Okay. Um, Anne called out from her brother from the doorway and got no reply. She did this more than once and then decided to go out looking for him, fearing the worst. After walking a short distance, she came upon Thomas on the ground. His face was covered with blood and horribly disfigured. Oh, yeah. Got shot in the face. Yes. His jaw. Yes. His, um, said that. <laughs> she took his hand, asked him to speak, but he was already dead. Seeing no one around, Anne went to a neighbor's home for help. It was Francis Smith who had come upon Thomas in his all-white clothing and shot him. After he shot him, he ran to get help. John Locke had also heard the shot and was directly approached after the shot by Francis Smith. And he says, in his word, Francis Smith was distressed. Like, he... Yeah, very upset. Guy. When Francis and John returned to the scene, the night watchman William Girdler was there as well with Anne. Francis Smith surrendered to the constable, and Thomas' body was brought back to the lion to the Black Lion Inn to be examined by Surgeon Mister Flower. What the fuck? Bring him! Bring him to the inn! Throw him up on the bar. That's why I thought. It was, uh, <laughs> that's where they had. Um, but the Black Lion Inn. They must yeah. have brought him into a room. Black Lion Inn. Is yeah. That what I said? So, he was examined by surgeon Mr. Flower, and back then, surgeon was also your barber. Oh, my goodness. Did you, you, have you seen, you've seen Sweeney Todd? No. Demon Barber of Flea Street? No, I won't watch that thing. That's when he slits the throat of everybody. Yes. And she makes pies. Yeah, no. With it. Oh, Oh, that's gross. Okay. (laughs) I don't even want to watch it. So, for, I don't like horror movies. It's a, it's a musical. I, I know. There was a couple of things in 
has Johnny Depp too, and he he's he can do anything. He's a great actor. Anyways, it's just weird. I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Surgeon Mr. Flower, and I cannot for life me figure out what Mr. Flower's first name is. They everything just says Mr. Mr. Flower. Flowers. Yeah, Mr. Flower saw the body the day after the incident, but didn't examine the body until the sixth. So Four it took days like later. two two days. Yeah, about two to, days to rule him the dead. Well. He exi- he no he went in there saw the body so I'm assuming he's like yeah he's dead and then they waited till the sixth to look at it like seriously gross that is gross dried flies back, back then they I mean um, they probably stuck salt or something they did they must have something okay he's sleeping in his little bag one week after the shoot shooting the trial for the willful murder of Thomas Millwood began. Although Francis admitted to firing the shot that killed Thomas, he did enter a not guilty plea. Because it, mm-hmm. during the trial, it was claimed that Francis called out to Thomas twice as Thomas advanced towards him, but in Anne's statement, she claims otherwise. I'm going to read Anne's statement. Only because it's funny. It's not, sorry, it's not it's funny, funny, but the way they talk, like, the way she talks. So, Anne Millwood sworn in question with whom do you live answer with my father and mother in black lion lane question the deceased was your brother i believe answer yes question be so good to tell the jury what you know relating to this melancholy affair okay her brother was just murdered in this melancholy affair (laughs) between 10 and 11 o'clock my brother came to my father's house he had been to see for his wife who was at mr smith's the outriders My mother and I were just going to bed when he came in. He said, Mother, are you going to bed? I made... I made... Answer, yes. Thomas, is your wife come home? He said, no. She will not be at home for half an hour. I said, will you come in and I will sit with you? He came in and I sat with him. We talked a considerable time till my mother fell asleep while my brother was sitting. I heard heard the watchman crying past 11 o'clock as I thought. Oh my God. As I thought. Oh my god, I just lost my face. <laughs> oh, I told my brother, your time is expired, you had better go. He did not attend to me, but set for a considerable time. I said, you had better go, it is dangerous for your wife to come home by herself. He jumped up and said, I will go. He bid my mother and me good night and went out to the door and shut it. As soon as he was gone, I jumped up and went to the door. As soon as I got to the door, I heard a voice say, in it, Damn, apparently was a very bad swear. Damn you, who are you and fire, and what What are you? Damn you, I will shoot you. And whilst they were speaking, the gun went off, and I saw a flash of fire from the gun. I went from the door and called Thomas as loud as I could three or four times, but nobody answered. I went into my mother and said, I do think my brother is shot. I did not stay for an answer, but went up to my father, who was in bed, and said, Do get up for my brother is shot. He would not believe me. Then I went into the room adjoining and waking the young man. He would not believe me neither. I went to the window and called Thomas as loud as I could call. At last I said, well, if nobody will believe me, I'd go myself. I ran out the door, and when I had got halfway from my father's house to my brother's, I saw my brother lying dead at the gate. I took hold of his right hand and said, speak speak to me, but he could not, for he was quite dead. His head was laying towards me as I went up to him. Hmm. That's sad, but the way they speak is just so proper. Um, yeah. So she... They don't... They take out their, um, conjunctions? Yeah. I think. So Francis says 
he called out twice, mm-hmm. and he didn't answer, so that's why I shot him. But she only heard... She said the shot went off whilst they were talking. Whilst. Whilst, whilst they, well, they were talking. talking. <laughs> yes. So, um, that's that. Also called yeah. witness was Thomas' mother-in-law, and in her statement, which I'm not going to read because that was just str- a struggle, um, she had told him, like, people which are going to... he. Thomas had already startled people yes. in his outfit before. Yes. A couple people, he had told her, his mother-in-law, that. And she said, put on something. Put on a coat. Put on something. That they will think you're the make, ghost. Yeah, put on something. So his wife said the same thing. It, was, it wasn't his wife. It wasn't his wife. It was his mother-in-law. Like, that, somebody had mis- mixed it up, wherever. Yeah. So. You know what he used that when he got shot. Oh, right? yeah. So when he, huh? He used a shotgun to shoot him. Bumble bus, it's called. Is it? Yeah, it's a little, it's a, like a shot off sound. So okay. Thomas startled some guy, and the guy's like, oh, I'm going to think you're a ghost. And he's like, I'm no more ghost than you, and do you want to punch in the face or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, during the trial, Francis was so distraught over what he did, he couldn't stand without the aid of somebody else. So he, when he had to stand, he, um, shoot, I do this. he, somebody had to hold him up basically yeah. like he he obviously was sad he did this he i felt i felt bad for him you figure the whole town is up in arms about the ghost yada 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 and yeah. everybody is scared to death he goes in throws a few back then goes and fills, tries to a, fills his bumble his bumble, bumble bus, bus. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes out and he sees something white coming at him i mean he, yeah. yeah i think i think he got scared and shot him it's, i mean it yeah. obviously it was an accident but it's yeah but so, I feel bad for the both of them. Yeah. He had difficulty getting out the words for his own defense, which I'm going to read because it's short. My Lord, I went out with a good intention, and when this unhappy affair took place, I did not know what I did. Speaking to the deceased twice and he not answering, I was so much agitated. I did not know what I did. I solemnly declare my innocence and in that I had no intention to take away the life of the unfortunate deceased or any other man whatever. So he's saying like, yeah, I shot him, but I, I did I not did. go out there with that. That wasn't not my intentions. Yeah, no, my intentions were to shoot the ghost. Um, a quote from a spectator at the trial said, "The pallid hue of this countenance during this whole, the whole trial, together with the signs of contrition which he exhibited, commanded sympathy from every spectator." So he was white as a ghost, and just you could tell. Yeah. So I mean, it's very clear that Francis felt awful for what he did. That's so bad. The judge presiding over the case was Lord Chief Byron Baron MacDonald. Judge MacDonald reminded the jury that although there were many people there to claim Francis's good nature, 12. They brought 12 people out to say, like, this is a good guy. He would never, right. you know, stuff right. like that. Character. Witnesses. Yeah. And the clear- funny thing is, I'm surprised not more people know about the story because it did change. The law. It changed the law. That's why we're here, folks. Okay. <laughs> he know. and um, so the judge was like, you know, he may have good nature and he he is sorry, but malice is not requi- required of murder, merely an intent to kill. Yep. The judge says, "quote I should betray my duty and injure the public security if I did not persist in asserting that this is a clear case of murder. If the facts prove to your satisfaction, all killing, whatever amounts to murder, unless justified by law and self-defense." In some cases, some involuntary acts or some sufficiently violent provocation, it becomes manslaughter. And one of these circumstances occur here. So basically saying it's either murder or, or drop the charges. 
Like, you can't call it anything. You can't, you can't, it, call it can't it be any, anything else. There isn't anything else. No. There isn't um, so. manslaughter. There isn't... Well, there had to have been because the judge um, said, well, here's the thing. He neither acted in self-defense no. or shot Thomas by accident. Like, his intent was to shoot. Because he... What he also said was that I could see. I don't know. Um, that... You have to take away the ghost prop. Yeah. You know, the prospect of the ghost being there. You got to take that away. It has nothing to do with the ghost. Yeah. He, and they say Francis had not been provoked by the supposed ghost and he did not try to arrest it. So Thomas did nothing to justify being shot. Even if Thomas was the quote unquote ghost, it didn't justify death. It would have been just a small fine. Yeah. The jury returned with a verdict of manslaughter, which they, the jury tried to say this is manslaughter, but the judge denied what they like no well, said it's it, not you yeah can't. he said it's either it's either murder or he's walks so he sent the jury back they came back obviously with the verdict of guilty and francis smith was to be hung and dissected yes dissected that's yes. so gross well, what else are they gonna do and yeah. apparently that was like they thought that was Medical. worse because you're not supposed to cut into your body somewhere whatever since the case gained huge publicity the judge sent this to the king who at the time was king george iii and on January 25th, he changed his sentence of Francis Smith to a year of hard labor. Thank God. Hopefully he made yeah, it so, yeah, Oh, I he's fine, yeah. Yeah. I don't even think he did a full year. After all that, you may be wondering, who the heck was the ghost? Well, after the trial, one man came forward claiming to be one of the ghosts. His name was John Graham. He claimed to be trying to scare his apprentice because his apprentice previously scared John's children with ghost stories and he wanted to pay him back. So that's an easy one. He did it a couple of times, but with so in, the woman, yeah, the in, older woman, you know. In January 1804, John Graham was arrested for being a nuisance. That still does another <laughs> explain the other ghost who, like you said, was assaulting people. John Graham was an older man and he couldn't have run away from Girdler. Like, he was older. Yeah. Yeah. So he couldn't have run away like the... There was more than one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure people think they're going to get away with more after the yeah. thing has gone on. Everybody's afraid of you. This didn't oh, stop. You get shot. The yeah. This didn't stop the ghost sightings in any way. 1824, a new ghost started coming around. This time, he had hooks for hands and could breathe fire. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Then in 1932, there was a ghost with long na- like nail like talons that could scale walls. And they Evolution. Also, yeah. Right. <laughs> they also say that every 50 years, a ghost walks through the churchyard at midnight. Okay, what day is that on? I don't know. <laughs> Just said every 50 years. Now that all the ghost stuff is out of the way, let's go over the, this, what this case did to the UK law. My mouth is dry. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> the question is whether acting on mistaken belief is sufficient defense to a criminal charge. A poor guy. After might feeling bad and then getting yeah. punished for it. Come on. After the murder of Thomas Millwood, where Francis Smith thought... He was, to put it mildly, killing ghosts. It was debated for more than a century in the courts. Until it was finally clarified in the Court of Appeal in the case Arvis Williams or Gladstone in 1984. It was about an appeal from November November 1983. Have you... Did you hear about this case? I think he's talking to Nathan. Did you hear about this case? Um, No, I read about it, though. Okay. 
The appealing Gladstone Williams had seen a man dragging a younger man violently along the street while the young man shouted for help. I think this is funny. Go ahead. <laughs> Mistakenly <laughs> believed that the assault an assault was taking place, Williams intervened and injured the apparent assailant. The apparent assailant was actually <laughs> trying to apprehend the younger man for who Thievery. was suspected of theft. Yes. Williams was charged and convicted of assault. At the appeal, Lord Chief Justice Lane, quote, in a case of self-defense where self-defense or prevention of a crime is concerned, if the jury came to the conclusion that the defendant believed or man had have or may, sorry, have believed that he was being attacked or that a crime was being committed and that force was necessary to protect himself or prevent the crime, then the persecution have not proved their case. If, however, the defendant's alleged belief was mistaken, and if the mistake was an unreasonable one, that maybe peaceful reason was for, sorry, for coming to the conclusion that the belief was honestly held and should be rejected. Even if the jury came to the conclusion that the mistake was an unreasonable one, if the defendant may genuinely have been laboring under it, he is entitled to rely upon it. Unquote. I no idea. It's basically saying if you're act, <laughs> if you're acting because if you see if you are acting because of what you think is happening, which yeah, you know because he looked like a guy was struggling. Uh -huh. So he sees a guy dragging another guy down the street. So he's like, oh, there you go, good Samaritan, huh? It, that, yeah, exactly. The decision was approved by the Privy Council. Oh, sorry, the appeal was allowed and the conviction was overturned. Um, the decision was approved by the Privy Council in Beckford v. Queen in 1988 and was written into law in the Criminal Justice and Immigration Act, 2008, Section 76. So it is now a law that since Francis Smith thought he was acting in to save the town from a ghost, right. so just don't, right. don't, go, don't go shooting ghosts. You know what? Just, don't, don't just, go just shooting ghosts. put yourself in your house and don't be a good Samaritan. Exactly. Don't, don't do know. anything. <laughs> So pretty, pretty weird, right? I'd say. Yeah. I'd say I, when I was reading, I was like, "It's got to be more," but there is more because it changed history. It really, yeah, it really did. It changed yep. a lot hundreds of you years know, later. You figure. Or hundred? Who knows? Eight hundred. Over hundred. Over hundred. Hundred. Well, One, it happened two, in eighteen oh four, and it finally in two thousand eight was done. Like it got in two thousand eight is when it went into the act. Yeah, in year two thousand. 2008. 1804, oh, 2008. it happened. 2008. So, yeah, like, a while. 200... 204 years? Yes. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening to the Sweet to the Macaw Family podcast. Um, we have pretty some pretty great stuff coming down the pipe for you guys soon. So, I haven't told you yet. Uh-oh. News for everyone. During the month of October, we're going to be getting to some spooky cases, making it oddities of October. So okay. we're going to do like, Yay! yeah, we're going to do a whole little thing. All the cases will be spooky and strange in some way, and I already have one. Kirsten told me it. Oh, of so course I she would. I found it. So we're going to do it like to fit the Halloween theme. So we will see you next week with a new case. Uh, don't forget to like and follow us on all our social media, Facebook at the Macaw Family Podcast, Instagram, Macaw Family, TikTok, the Macaw Family, and you can email us at macawfamilypod at gmail. Don't forget to go like Go on, like, and follow us on Facebook. Like I said, there's a contest coming out Monday, and it will be exclusively there. Keep it spooky, family. Bye. Bye.